Welcome back to Tom's Take, lads. Um, sorry for the late upload. It's been a hectic few days. Absolutely hectic few few days. I've been working. I've uh, been running around doing a lot of stuff. Um, but it's Friday afternoon and Tom's Take this week. Um, I've been thinking about it because there hasn't been much... And, like, news gone on. I mean, you know, we got Sullivan and Caesar being linked to the Tigers. And we got uh, extensions for Martin and Kyle Matangi. And, obviously, there's the Luai issue. But that, there's, no, there's nothing really for me to talk about on that front that people haven't covered. So, my take, Tom's take, Tom's second take, is that the Dragons aren't as far down the rabbit hole as we think. The Dragons are not as far away from contending for a top eight spot, as we think. Now, this brings me to the point about Shane Flanagan. This is my first point. Shane Flanagan. Shane Flanagan is a coach known for developing talent, right? That Sharks roster, yes, he brought in James Maloney. Yes, he brought in Chad Townsend. He did buy a few players, right? Jack Bird, you know, he developed. Um, Yes, he brought in Ben Barber, but he developed all of these players. And... Excuse me. Had a burp. Um, He developed those players. He developed the Barbers. He developed the Val Holmes. You know, he made Chad Townsend the hooker he is. Um, You know, he brought in Michael Ennis Shaw. But he had Andrew Fafita Fafita playing brilliant footy. I can't talk right now, bro. It's tripping me out. Andrew Fafita playing brilliant footy in that system. So... We're underestimating Shane Flanagan as a coach. We really are underestimating Shane Flanagan as a coach. And I think the fact that he's got his hands all over the club's movement um, so early is, look, a breach of his contract at Manly, potentially. Depends if they give him permission. Um, but it just it just shows that he's got a clear direction he wants to see this club. I think if they were bringing him in to develop and rebuild the roster, Ben Hunt would have been released. Um, and Flanagan wouldn't be so desperate to keep him on. Um, I think them letting Jaden Sullivan go shows that they have a lot of confidence that Van Hunt will be there next year. You don't let, you know, your potential seven, starting seven next year, walk if Ben Hunt's not going to stay. So I think that's locked in. I think that's penciled in that Ben Hunt will be there to see out the remainder of his contract. Look, the dude's still 34. He's still got three years left in him, I think, three or four years. Sees out that contract, heads back home. I think that's fine. Um, right. So, the Dragons 2024. This comes off the back of them officially announcing the signing of Harm Sele uh, from 2024 from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, this will probably be something that, you know, a lot of people probably skip past. Just, uh, it's Harm Sele. He's a depth forward. He's not, bro. I, look, I uh, credit, shout out Rugby League Guru because... I didn't know. I didn't know too much about Harm. I didn't pay much attention to Harm Sele before. There was a lot of talk in the preseason about him, um, but since he's come to my attention, bro, he is a machine, and I think as a focal point of a four pack, oh yeah, he he could be da- very dangerous. I think he could be very dangerous. Um, I just think he runs the ball hard. He's got a high motor. He doesn't have the greatest. Um, Minutes output. I think he's playing about 40 minutes at the moment. Uh, but he's playing in a, in a pack where they like to rotate a lot. 
They like to push Jairo into the front row. They like to bring on David Moale. They like to bring on Shaq Mitchell. So, you know, he's rotating a lot with other props. Obviously, they've got Totola there too. Burgess, South have a lot of front rowers. Um, I think he can play a bigger role in a forward pack. I think he can be that vocal leader, and I think he is an outstanding signing. Outstanding signing. Obviously, he's a junior uh, from around the area. He started his junior footy at the Dragons, I believe. But they're going to love him. They're going to love him. I think he is a perfect fit for this Flanagan rebuild. I think I think he looks great um, for South this year. I think they definitely missed him when he was out. He's got a lot of go forward in him. If he can really, really um, perfect that offload in his game, he's going he's gonna to be dangerous, bro. He's going to be dangerous. All right. So... Tom's take. My take is that the Dragons are not far off being a finals team. And I'm saying that for next year. I think in 2024, the Dragons are not far being off a finals team. I mean, you take a look at the top eight now. Let's take a look at the top eight now. Let's see how many of these are sustainable. Now, the Sharks, we have no clue. The Sharks have gone majorly backwards, so no one knows. The Melbourne Storm, again, a year, another year into these Munsters and Hughes, um, Papanez and back, so they're probably safe. The Canberra Raiders will not make the eight next year without Jack Whiten. I think people will look at the stats and say Jack Whiten isn't a good rugby league player, but his defense on that edge is huge. Because if you're exposing Croker and Hopawati and sometimes Hudson Young, I think phew, teams going to run through that edge. The Cowboys... I don't know. They're going to have a lot of roster changes next year. Um, they're going to have Jake Clifford coming in and probably Chad Townsend on the way out. Now, people probably say Jake Clifford's twice the player of Chad Townsend. You don't think that. <laughs> you don't think that. Um, Chad Townsend is still a better footballer than him. The Parramatta Eels, again, uh, a lot of uncertainty around their roster next year. I think, you know, I think apart from the Broncos, the Panthers... The Warriors, again, I'm not too sure. I'm RTS back. It's hard to deny. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. That's beside the point. We're talking about the Dragons who currently sit in 15th place. Um, the Dragons sit in 15th place. And, um, you know, it, it, it's been possibly the poorest season I've ever seen from this club. Uh, in terms of on-field performance, I think they've been... Very below par. They started off with a great win against the Titans. Everyone, you know, feel good. The Dragons go nowhere near the spoon and they're still fighting for it. I don't think they'll get it. I think yours truly is going to win it again. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Um, we're going to be just fine. The Dragons have not been as bad as they've been. They haven't been Bulldogs, Broncos, Tigers level bad. They've been mid. Mid. I think... If the comp if the comp wasn't the strength that was this year, as in the evenness, they'd be a little higher. Um, they still have a superstar halfback in Ben Hunt. Let's not forget about that. Jacob Little's emergence has been huge. Um, Lomax is playing some career best footy now that uh, Anthony Griffin is gone. Sloan has definitely had his ups and downs, but his ups have been tremendous. Jack DeBellin has been Mr. Consistent all year. As much as people don't like to give him credit, he's been immense this year. Um, and I've really liked Jaden Sewer's season too. 
He's been in and out through injury. Obviously, we can talk about Ravalawa as well. But he's been in and out through injury. But the games he's played, I've really liked Sewer's production. So, let's take a look at the Dragons 2024 best 17, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, so, at fullback, we're going to go Tyrell Sloan. Now, people are pretty quick to jump on the Sloan hate bandwagon. I don't understand it. Um, I really like him. I was actually talking to a mate at work today who came up. He, he he's an Illawarra boy. Um, came up playing around Sloan and has met him a few times and said he is an awesome bloke, great bloke. I think he's great for the team. He just needs a big preseason under a coach who knows is safe. And I think yeah, I think he's got I think he's got huge potential. I really do. I think he's got a lot of X factor about him. Now whether that's a fullback or on the wing or somewhere else, I I don't really care. Tyron Sloan is a first-grade footballer. He is a first-grade footballer. I think if they can run more of a shape similar to how the Broncos run for Reese Walsh, um, I think Sloan will be much more comfortable with the ball. They need to make him comfortable with the ball at the end of the day. Um, yeah, Sloan, Sloan's got a big future. I don't know if it's at fullback or on the wing or, you know, you could make the argument players like him and Savage don't usually last a long time in the NRL. Um, but no, I really like Sloan. If he gets that defense down pat, that's my biggest criticism of him. If he gets that defense down pat, we're looking at a real superstar. Um, on the wing, Matt Fina and Michele Ravalawa. Now Ravalawa has been rewarded with a new extension, so he's not going anywhere. He's the club's top try scorer this year. He is for me, the most underrated winger in the comp. Top 10 winger, I believe. Um, hard to really back against him. In a in a tight knit scenario, in terms of inside that ten meters, if he runs it, yeah, he is scoring. Uh, Matt Fine hasn't really shown me a lot this year, in terms of taking a leap or a step forward. He's solid enough. Um, whether or not the Dragons believe he is their future winger, um, it's still unbeknownst to me. Still unbeknownst to me. I guess it's up to Flanagan for when he comes into the club. He'll pick the team that's right. Um, but they've, they, you know, they've told plenty of players they can go. They've told Moga, um, they've told Jaden Hunt, Jaden Sullivan, Tyrell Fuimaono, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and I forget the, I forget the last player, Zaymar's Grove. They've told these six they can leave. I think that keeps Matt Fine safe, especially with Tata Moga. Then shown the door. Um, Centers, I've gone Moses Suli and Zach Lomax. Now, Zach Lomax, I think, is safe, safe, safe. The way he's been playing the last few weeks has been outstanding. And I just really love his play. I think he is a freak with the ball in hand. And and defensively, he's very sound. Very, very sound for a modern-day center. Suli, on the other hand, is all attack. Um, His defense has actually significantly improved, I must say. Uh, since he's been at the Dragons, I just think they started this year with Lomax playing on the left and Sully on the right. It didn't work, um, and I think it just took a while for them to adjust and made it look worse. And then they finally switched back and whoop they do they start they start playing better. Um, yeah, I'm sold. Those are the two centers for quite a quite a bit, um, but I do I do think, and I'm going to bring up my first potential move here. Isaiah Tass, I think, would be a great fit. Now, this bloke will not be playing uh, New South Wales Cup next year. No chance he's playing New South Wales Cup next year. He will find a first-grade 
club. Now, I don't know where that's going to be. Um, probably, I my guess would be Parramatta. Um, but we'll see. But I think if they can get Isaiah Tass, I think that makes Sully very expendable. And I would be slotting Tass in over Sully currently, I believe. Just for defensive reasons. In attack, I think Sully is very much better. Um, but just for defensive purposes, if the Dragons can manage to pick up Isaiah Tass on a good deal, um, which I think they can, and I think they will be able to get him across for next year, I think, yeah, that's. I think that would be a big-time move. I think that would be a big-time move. You know, he's a he's a dynamic runner with the football. He's very strong. This is Tass, not Sully. Sully has the same qualities, but Tass is like that little bit leaner. He's quicker off the mark. He's got great fend. He knows exactly when to hold the ball up, when to pass, which is something he struggled with last year, but he seemed to improve that now. Um, he's a great tackle buster and just rock solid in defense. Rock solid in defense. That's the first thing I noticed since he's debuted is that he doesn't put a foot wrong in defense. Um, moving on to the halves, I've got Talatau, Amon, and Ben Hunt. Now, there's not really much I have to say on their halves. They're going to be there for quite a while. For the next two to three years, I'll be there. So, there's not really much analysis to do. I think Amon still has a lot of parts of his game to unlock. Um, but we saw, you know, against the Tigers, he was outstanding. Now, granted, it's against the Tigers, but the Tigers are still an NRL first grade team. <sighs> Need to sip. Um... But he looked outstanding against the Tigers. Um, I thought he was given a lot more freedom to roam and, you know, to throw a little cutout ball and step and throw some flick passes. You know, that that tri-sloan score was freakish from the moment that way he set that up. So I think Ben Hunt also needs to make an effort to unlock his game a bit more and get him the ball more. Um, but any team with a seven like Ben Hunt will be steered very well around the park. So if he can, if they, if that spine can gel now knowing that they're the spine going into next year. Um, yeah, obviously with Jacob Little on nine. I'll get on to him now. Um, Jacob Little, you know, they fluctuated between Ambai and Little um, at hooker this year, and I just think Little has been so good. So good, and I'm actually so happy as a Tigers fan to see that. Um, but I think he's been really good, and he's been rewarded with the contract extension, and I think Flanagan should definitely... Be starting him there round one. Tyrell Sloan, Talatau Amon, Ben Hunt, and Jacob Little should be the spine come round one. Um, and I just think they work really well together. Like, Little is very good with his service out of dummy half. He knows when to attack the line, engage the line, and he knows when to just play simple. I think if Amon can play off the back of Ben Hunt, and Hunt can sit back and be more of a game manager, obviously get involved whenever you want. Get the ball, run the ball, whatever you want to do, Ben, it's your team, right? But let's get Amon some more touches on that left-hand side, get him involved more, and then get Sloan lurking around the back wherever as a support player. You've got a nice, really, really nice spine combination there. Um, and I like, I really like it. I really do. So Amon and Hunt, 6 and 7, love it. Uh, front row, I've got Blake Laurie and Harm Sele. Now, if there's a perfect player to, for Blake Laurie to line up against, I, I line up alongside, it's Harm Sele. Now... They are very contrasting players. Blake Laurie, not the highest motor guy, um, and not not the off the back back fence kind of guy. Just a very solid front rower. Takes his hit ups, makes his tackles, 
couple offloads here and there. Harm Sele is an off-the-back fence, run it hard, smashing blokes, like a real bruiser front row. I think these guys really work in contrast so well. I think it gives the Dragons a, a really good balance in terms of their body shape. Blake Laurie, obviously a bigger front rower. Harm Sele, more of a uh, shredded, you know, still big, but more of a shredded, you know, less body fat. You know what I'm saying? More of a uh, Tino kind of build, I would say. Harm Sele is not height, but as in his body shape. Blake Laurie, obviously a bigger, more traditional front rower. Um, I think Harm Sele will complement him beautifully. He will help Jacob Little out a lot with him, with a little darting into that space around the ruck, hitting Harm Sele, getting quick play the balls. I think that would be awesome. Uh, second row, I've got Jack Bird and Jaden Sewer. Now, the Dragons have been reluctant with Jack Bird this year. There's been a, a few issues off the field, and obviously he's had a couple of injuries, but I think he's definitely worth persisting with. Um, I really like Jack Bird, and I think him playing the second row, that's his best position. They haven't played him there an awful lot in the last couple of years, and that's really been annoying to me. They've opted to bring him off the bench or slot him in at 9 or 13 or, you know, in the centers. I think he's a second rower through and through, and I think he's a very unique player to play second rower. I think they, if they can really unlock him there, you know, he is almost like a first receiver at second row. You know, the things he can do in attack are freakish for a bloke of his size. Um, obviously played center under Flanagan, so I'll be interested to see how Flanagan manages that. But, Jack Bird needs to be starting round one. Uh, Jaden Sewer, mentioned him before, been very impressed with his production this year. Now, another potential move I want to mention is Zach Hosking from the Penrith Panthers. Now, he hasn't um, extended his contract yet, and it looks like he's fallen down the pecking order quite some bit. So, for me, um, for me, he could be a perfect opportunity for the Dragons. He played a bit of left edge at Brisbane. If you get him into the Dragons, put him on, plug him in that left edge. A lot of sol uh, solidarity defensively. Doesn't miss any tackles. Just an absolute workhorse. I think him and Sura are very damaging, bruising front rowers. Those edges will take a lot to get beaten. In terms of defense, I think those edges will take a lot to get beaten if they can fill a position with Isaiah Tass and Zach Hosking on an edge. With Ben Hunt defensively, I think that is beautiful. I think that is honestly one of the best defensive 7-12-3 combos in the league. Even Fine, don't think he's a bad defender. I think that left edge would be a beautiful defensive edge. Um, so Zach Hosking, I think you could get him relatively cheap, 450 500 maybe. Um, he was outstanding this year for Penrith, and I think he has been for quite a while. Even at Brisbane, I saw flashes like this guy's a real talent. Um, so yeah. Zach Hosking, I think he'd be an awesome fit at St. George. At lock, Jack DeBella, Mr. Consistent. Um, a lot of people don't like him, but you can't deny his form this year. I think he's been great, and I think I think he's got to stay there. Uh, he makes a lot of meters, carries a footy a lot, makes a lot of tackles, a lot of offloads. He's really good with that second-phase footy um, in creating that, and I just think he's a perfect fit. He's a perfect lock for, lock for this squad. Um, and there's no going past him. Uh, in the utility role, I've got uh, Cody Ramsey. Now, I think he will be back. I think he'll be okay. Um, obviously, had a major health scare um, at the start of this year didn't and, and was ruled out for the season basically instantly. But I think I'll look to go with the Pappenhausen strategy and ease him back into things. And I think off the bench, as like a Campbell-type mould, he could be outstanding. He's a tough player. And he's lightning quick. 
and he just has great instincts as a ball runner. And I think off the bench, he could really split some games open. Um, you only have to give him, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, comes on in the middle and just tears up. I think that's a great role for Cody Ramsey. And I think, you know, I think him coming off the bench, easing him back into the action, gives you gives Flanagan a chance to really um, see how he views Sloan and Ramsey in terms of the fullback rest too. And Sl- Ramsey's too good a footballer not to play in first grade. So, yeah, he's got to be that 14 for me. Now, the rest of the bench, I've got Michael Molo and Toby Couchman, recently signed extensions, both very young. The Dragons will 100% continue with them. And then I've got Billy Burns. Now, I think he's shown enough to be retained, but there's been no word on a contract extension or anything for Billy Burns. But I think in the last couple of weeks, he's shown, he's shown a lot. I think he's been very good... Um, defensively, and he's been running great lines. I think that's really all you can ask from him. Um, the last potential move I have is Tuki Simpkins from the Tigers. Now, he offers a lot of forward depth, but he's a great ball-playing forward. And I think in a 20 to 25-minute stint, even 15 minutes, like a Lenu-type role, his ball-playing could break a lot of games open. He'd be very cheap, almost a minimum wage um, for an NRL player. You'd bring him over, develop him under Flanagan. We know how good he can get front rowers playing. And I just think his career would take off. And I really love the move. So, yeah, I think the Dragons have a good squad and their cap flexibility, you know, that they can potentially create this offseason can give them a lot more wiggle room. Um, and I really like the look of their squad. I think if they can all gel together, um, and I think if Flanagan can ensure that every player is going to complement each other um, in every attacking structure, defensive structure, whatnot, I think they're in a really good shape. I think they're in really good shape. So, yeah, I think the dra- Tom's take today is the Dragons are not as far off as we think. Definitely not. Um, so that'll do me today. This will be a bit out a bit later. Just going for work. Allow me. Uh, Jared Superpod, 10 in the bin, will be out tomorrow morning. That is Saturday morning. Tune into that. He's doing a bit of a deep dive on the doggies. Um, similar to what we were talking about on Wednesday. So if you saw that, you would know exactly what he's going to talk about. So make sure to continue to tap into all the pods, lads. Get I'll get this one out for you. Um, let me know what your thoughts are on the Dragons. Hey, Let me know. Are the Red V, you know, sneakily on the up? Are there little bits and pieces, little fit signings similar to the Warriors of last year without a few superstars? Not the right coach, so they bring in a few complementary pieces with the right coach. Is that potentially how they go? Or do they go the Bulldogs route and just plateau? All the Broncos are former, the Tigers or What do you guys think? I think the Dragons are personally in a decent enough spot to make a few complimentary pieces signings and make a real push for the eight. Anyway, that'll do me. Tom's take. The Dragons are not as far off as we think. Stay blessed. Much love. Strictly Footy Point on Insta. Show some love. I appreciate you. And I'll catch you next week.